0: You are listening to the Digitalization and Industry 4 podcast, featuring a wide range of topics of matter in business, technology and management, connected to the rapid technology development and digitalization. In today's episode, we are going to talk about digitalization, automation and the concept of future workplace. To help me to navigate these topics, I'm joined by Sandra Matson. A researcher in the field human automation interaction, with a focus on complex production. Hello, Sandra. Hello, Danar. Very nice to have you here. Uh, could you tell us briefly about your position and your journey so far?
1: Uh, today, I'm researcher at Rise Research Institutes of Sweden, and um, I have a PhD in human automation interaction production systems from Chalmers and. Um, before that, I uh, took automation engineering at Chalmers. So that's basically how my automation journey started.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, where is this interest uh, come from?
1: Uh, originally, uh, I think it's from uh, farming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, partly I was brought up on a farm. My dad owns a farm. So I saw a lot of automation in... Uh, with the cows, but also in the forest industry. I was with him sometimes, like it's fun to go up in the tractor in the forest. Uh, and you have a high level of automation there. So I think my interest from technology and automation uh, comes from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and going back to your time as a researcher and studies, uh, in your dissertation in 2018, uh, it was about uh, tours increasing operator well-being and performance in ca- complex assembly. Could you tell us briefly about about that?
1: Uh, I think what's uh, interesting also is that before I started my Chalmers education, I took psychology one year uh, but I missed the mathematics. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to Chalmers to dig more into the interaction between humans and uh, technology. And originally, I wanted to study robots or how the human mind works. Uh, so then the opportunity came to actually dig into uh, human automation interaction, and it was in the field of production. Mm-hmm. So I just had the chance and uh, I took it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, And when I met you during one conference, you talked about uh, different knowledge platforms and uh, innovation platforms such as Edig, uh, Vinova, Prod2030. Could you briefly tell us about those different platforms and initiatives going on in Sweden?
1: Uh, Connected to my research, uh, I'm involved in the project Edig, uh, which is a knowledge platform for digitalization. And when I came to Rice, I started more working with education and smaller companies. Uh, so Edig is uh, a platform that is free where you can search articles and examples of digitalization from industry, mm-hmm. but also from uh, researchers and uh, uh, students.
0: Mm-hmm. Next uh, section, I want to talk about uh, digitalization, automation, and uh, creative workplace. Uh, I would like to begin to ask you, Sandra, could you help us uh, help us explaining some expressions we often hear today? Uh, I want to start with uh, the difference between digitalization versus uh, digitization. Um,
1: to... Ah, Not use uh, a common definition, but use common words. Uh, We like to say at Rice, um, in my division, that digitization is to transform something real into something that you can put into a computer. So for instance, to scan a photo is to digitize that photo. Uh, Digitalization is to use that photo uh, in a smart way. Uh, using a combination of different types of data. Maybe you use that photo to see um, ah, how many people there are or how many people that you know are in the photo or something like that.
0: Mm. And uh, digitalization, what what, uh, does that uh, bring to your mind?
1: Um, It's uh, making something smart Mm. and something that creates value for you in your
0: company Mm. And and with that expression, we also hear digital transformation. Uh, how would you like to explain explain that?
1: Uh, so you want to transform your business, production, or other type of process, um, so that you use the digital technology in a smarter way.
0: Mm. And and do you see that when you meet a lot of these different companies and organizations that they are truly digital business? Do you have any definition for that, uh, uh, that someone can be like fully digital uh, business?
1: Uh, I'm not that much in the area of, of business. But um, I would say that uh, some companies uh, could use a digitalization to, to make... Uh, better business uh, models Mm -hmm. and to to increase their sales.
0: Mm. Uh, And the fourth term that we also hear is industry 4.0. How would you like to explain that?
1: Uh, Again, uh, it means that you use digital technology in a smart way uh, from a production perspective, it is that you combine the different types of digital uh, tools or uh, methods um, oh, in in a way where you combine them. So you could, uh, for instance, use them for um, uh, pro- more proactive work instead of just solving things as they, occur
0: mm. and the term is that uh, because I know that this originates from Germany is it something that uh, Swedish companies has embraced today you think
1: to some extent uh, but I think the term digitalization is much more common mm. in the smaller companies however also they don't really know what it means, but they're familiar with the word more than industry 4.0. Mm.
0: Uh, And I know that you touched upon uh, digitalization and digital transformation, Uh, but what is really the purpose of uh, taking on this journey with uh, digital transformation, in Mm. your opinion?
1: Uh, It's to make your production more uh, efficient and productive. And, And that can mean, of course, a lot of different things. But one important thing is that you set a goal for your digitalization, which could be uh, reduced fuel consumption, which could be uh, increased sustainability, increased attractive workplaces or something like that. Uh, But you yourself have to set that goal and be very aware of what that Means
0: mm. and you gave us some examples, but you have more uh, concrete, practical examples from different uh, uh, industries. Um,
1: I think from uh, from automotive industry, you can use uh, optical vision to find errors in a much simple way. For instance, using machine learning.
0: And also that uh, we have seen some examples in, uh, you mentioned uh, agriculture. We have seen drones that inspect uh, yes. the different uh, areas, helping the farmers to become more productive. Uh, I want to go back to one uh, area that we touched upon, was that it is about increasing productivity. Do you think that's always the end goal with uh, digitalization?
1: From a production perspective, it always is Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can mean, uh, as a part goal, it can mean to, to make sure your personnel uh, have the proper tools to make sure they have the proper routines to make sure they feel safe at their work, that they Mm -hmm. trust their colleagues. So yeah, in the end, uh, productivity, but parts like breaking that down Mm -hmm. into concrete mean a lot of other different things.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, you are also a book author. And in 2017, you co-authored uh, the book Smart Automation. Uh, I would like to ask you, why did you write uh, uh, this book?
1: Uh, I wrote the book together with my supervisor, Wasafast. Um, and uh, we saw the need that support companies and students on methods to improve, improve manual assembly. So... Assembly is often manual due to different types of product variants, uh, and both students and companies need to learn like simple methods and ways to increase uh, level of automation in that assembly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and the target group you mentioned is students, but uh, is it could it also be professionals from from the industry that can have benefit reading your book? Yes,
1: it's it's students and practitioners.
0: Hmm. And you mentioned a it about the, the main takeaways and the different automation level, but could you explain a little bit more? How do you how do you, for example, choose the different automation levels, or how, what is the, the aim there? Mm,
1: uh, the book presents uh, seven methods. So it depends uh, what you want to do. It's methods for uh, design for assembly, for instance, or design for automation assembly. It's for assessing complexity. Mm-hmm. Is for um, deciding what type of information tool that is suitable and how to see what's the current state, um, both from what's the current automation level, what automation strategy do we want, but also in terms of information.
0: Hmm. And, and this can be purchased in uh, every bookstore or do you have a special way people that want to read it can can buy it?
1: Yeah, you can yeah Google it. Go- <laughs> yeah. So you will find it instantly.
0: Okay, that's great. Uh, and I know that another area you have been researching on is creating an attractive workplace with focus on psychosocial health and how automation affects work. Uh, I would like to begin to ask you, how do you think future workplace and the work itself will look like in the future?
1: Uh, we see both in, in trends, but it's, it's starting to become reality for some companies that are really, ah. Uh, oh high-end or what mm. to say, or that has the money to do these type of uh, investments. But uh, we see that operators interact with high levels of automation. So sometimes they get more supervision roles. Uh, they have several lines to watch over, uh, which means that their roles change. Um, This can mean that they. uh, this will fit some operators uh, while maybe not all operators because you need to, um, maybe the pressure and demands will be higher on you, uh, which also will change the mandate you have to do your work. Mm. Uh, Before, the team leader might have had more knowledge of the total production and he or she had the mandate to um, do appropriate changes. But now you as an operator will have real time information and you need to uh, change things fast. Mm. So you need to have the mandate to do those changes.
0: And does it uh, require that uh, operators and different roles in organization need to be uh, retaught their skills and uh, trained? Uh, Do you see that as a way forward?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And who do you think should be responsible? Is it the own, uh, I as a person or an employee that needs to take that direction? Or do you think companies and organizations should uh, drive this change?
1: I think actually all of Sweden is working towards simplifying this, mm. uh, but uh, some people are very active in their uh, work uh, career development, mm. uh, and uh, if you want to be proactive in that, I think it's a good idea to to uh, to mm. study further.
0: And another topic related to this is uh, creating workplace that is based on diversity and fairness. Uh, and, and the first question is that we, we talked about university and the different roles in organizations. Uh, one, one regard is getting women into engineering and technical roles. Uh, how, how do you see that being changed in the future mm. uh, to, to, to drive a positive effect?
1: Uh, we've had some workshops uh, with women working in industry today, and and we've discussed this a lot uh, and came across nine tips for you of uh, uh, how to make um, industry more attractive so that women not only come there but actually stay. Um, which you can link or something mm-hmm. Uh, but the the most important thing is to not only attract women or uh, minorities but to make sure that they actually want to stay mm-hmm. uh, and that means being aware of the culture that you have and sometimes that's uh, oh in the walls and uh, you just work in a certain way, use certain tools that are works for the norm. Mm. But for you to actually keep new types of people, you need to reevaluate that in a systematic way. Mm. So it's rutu- routines, it's information, channels, how you communicate in in a normal way. Is it through SMS? Mm. Is it through... Uh, uh, teams? Is it through chats? Is it through paper? Like, it really matters, actually.
0: Mm. And and with Industry 4.0 and the digital workplace, do you think it can? Uh, be, how do you think that women will want to work in this kind of uh, workplace that is more digital? Or how do how do you see that when you have visited organization and uh, universities?
1: Uh, what we see, for instance, in, in a project that where we work with gamification is that, uh, if we gamify more, several people are more interested in, in being a part. I, I mean, gamification can mean many different things, but in, in this, what I'm saying now is using game mechanisms. So for instance, to give more feedback, be more transparent in your communication, that already includes more people than before, uh, which makes it more inclusive and uh, fun to be a part of that work.
0: Mm. Uh, And in in one article I read, you proposed, uh, uh, it was actually a proposed project that you said that we can develop methods for measuring and monitoring psychosocial health using machine learning. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more th- about that?
1: Yes. Uh, in, in the project, uh, we studied uh, what factors uh, should be used to study psychosocial work uh, in a control room setting because control rooms are a 24-7 workplace and it's very demanding in terms of uh, health issues because you don't see, for instance, daylight and you work sometimes very low stress, monotonous work, and sometimes very hectic. So we started there and uh, did some type of scanning of what factors are relevant. Mm, and also we tested a digital assessment tool Uh, that had already uh, collected uh, several uh, data points uh, that mapped kind of good with the factors that we already saw was interesting. Uh, And using those data points, we tried to put that in a machine learning algorithm and saw originally uh, in a first sketch that it, it could work to do it like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And and uh, today we see a lot of different technologies being mentioned. Uh, for example, in in production, when it comes uh, regards to virtual reality, augmented reality, glasses. Do you think there is one technology that will be more common in the coming years? Uh,
1: yes, in terms of training and education, uh, some companies want to use it in actual production because it's cool, but. There, there's no really value in that because now it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we want to do is create workplaces where we can use operators' cognitive abilities. And one of that, the the use of cognitive abilities is not that much when we have 3D mm. tools. Mm-hmm. So, So the main thing is to use it for educational purposes and trying something without actually being there.
0: Mm. Uh, and I know Sandra that you have also an overview from academia and industry uh, I want to ask a general question here how do you think Sweden measures uh, with the rest of the world when it comes to digitalization
1: uh, I think from my perspective or from the trends that we've seen that Sweden is far ahead in terms of innovation mm. uh, innovation per capita uh, so I think uh the possibilities are very big, but we have to take that uh seriously. Mm. And uh just the creativity uh and the the, n- the number of different products and how to solve problems, we have a big advantage that there and many comp- companies or parts of the world look towards us for that, but we have to really uh be ahead of our game. Mm and use that in the optimal way.
0: Mm. And going back to the, the training and curiosity, what do you think we need to do to develop competence uh, when it comes, for example, using digital technologies?
1: Uh, I think what I started to say was uh, we go towards more supervision uh, systems, uh, maybe more understanding AI, uh doing better maintenance work uh, and also understanding how group work mm. actually works. Because, for instance, when, when we study other types of philosophies like lean, they're very good at understanding what culture really means. And if we can be good at that, I think... That, that's the main thing in combining mm. how we should work with technology. But mm, mm. AI, uh, oh, supervision work.
0: Mm. And going forward a bit, when we discuss artificial intelligence, what what does it mean to you? And do you have any examples of your everyday use?
1: It's to use algorithms uh, that that are intelligent in some way. And uh, of course, you have to use it to create value and and not waste. Um, and uh, there are many different examples of how you can how you can use the type of technology to see things that was not there for you before. Uh, and uh, for instance, uh, optically. Uh, helping technology to find errors uh, that that humans used to do before, but also understanding complex um, relations that humans can't see. Uh, and again, one thing that is complex relations is understanding how humans work and how humans solve the problems. Uh, we're discussing now a, a project where you can use uh, machine learning or AI to understand how different types of humans solve problems, so that you could suggest mm-hmm. to a new maintenance personnel how to better solve problems.
0: Mm. And and with um, artificial intelligence, we have seen that's a rapid development. And and one area that I often hear is the ethical principles. Uh, I mean, in your personal view, how important will that be? Uh, with regulation laws and ethical principles?
1: I think uh, it's as important as for every type of technology development. Um, so it's it's very important. And, and from a digitalization perspective, uh, safety mm. uh, and ethical aspects uh, come hand in hand. Mm.
0: Uh, and, and a lot of people uh, state that this it, it kind of... Uh, uh, technology transformation will mean fewer jobs, and uh artificial intelligent application will replace humans uh you as a researcher how do, how do you see this and what's your comment on this?
1: What trends say sure there there might be uh, a small amount of fewer jobs, but they will transform and uh oh, I studied a i for like ten years ago uh but but then. Uh, artificial intelligence, neural networks—they're as smart as how we tell them to be. Mm. So it's all about uh, already having the the algorithms or having the understanding for complex problems, which we sometimes don't have.
0: Mm. Uh, and when with regards to looking maybe five, ten years ahead. Uh, What is your trend scouting around artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, automation, and other digital technologies? Mm,
1: As you say, uh, more and more will come into industry. Mm. And uh, the only thing is that we have to be prepared for that and we need to start developing competences so that we can be a part of that journey. Because otherwise, other companies will take that journey for us.
0: But, but do you think it will be uh, more common that, uh, yes, in the industry, we will see a lot of different artificial intelligence applications, but it will be even common in the society, in normal day usage. Sure,
1: for sure. Mm. But we won't know that it's AI because sometimes the difference between just having a small, smart algorithm and having like super smart algorithm Uh, might not be visible for us. Mm. And maybe it shouldn't be visible for us. Mm. But if we want to adapt it into industry, then the operator needs to understand the the thresholds for what the algorithm can do and Mm. cannot do and what the limits really mean.
0: Uh, and uh, uh, as a researcher you're also involved in many different projects is it any of them that you want to highlight specifically that you're working on now
1: Uh, I talked about EAD uh, and um, we have a lot of course development Mm. for instance in smart and proactive work uh, also for attractive industry Mm. and I I think uh, Developing something for attractive industry that really attracts uh, for us to talk about smart technology and how to really be prepared for the next level. I think that's one of my uh, main things right now.
0: Mm. And you mentioned the different links here. Of course, we will uh, put them in the uh, in the, the the website where we will publish this uh, podcast, so we everyone has the different links. And before ending, uh, Sandra, do you have any other aspect or questions you want to highlight?
1: Yes, uh, from a company perspective, get the right help, and also to to start taking the
0: steps. Hmm. Uh, With that, I want to thank you so much for taking the time for being with us uh, today. Thank you. Have a nice day.